Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Core Values Podcast. I'm your host, Jermaine Core, and today we are continuing in this season's theme of miracles. Uh, today, I would like to talk about a miracle, uh, one of the very first miracles that transpired in my life and how um, it set the, the foundation for what I would come to know miracles to be. Um, this uh, occurred back in 2011. Um, uh, I was a track and field athlete throughout high school, and uh, I was pretty good, if I do say so myself. Um, and so running in middle school and all throughout high school, I was able to um, get good at it um, uh, in the long distance events. And this culminated in winning the state championship in the mile my senior year for the state of New Jersey. Um, at following that, I received a track and field scholarship or an athletic scholarship from the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And there, that following summer, I packed up my things after graduating from high school and moved to um, North Carolina. Uh, to be enrolled in the school for their fall semester. After about a few months or so, uh, I came to the realization that this particular school was not what I thought it would be. Um, and to uh, make a long story short, um, the school's focus or investment in their track and field program uh, was not um, what I thought it would be as a result of uh, joining a D1 school or a Division I athletic school. Um, so after a few years of um, trying to tough it out and trying to um, uh, improve or get better or trying to um, uh, establish myself as an elite co uh, collegiate athlete, um, I quit. I gave up. Um, this was about the end of my sophomore years. I just, I just figured that, you know, this wasn't meant to be and I gave up. However, I didn't leave the school. So although, um, mentally I was checked out, um, you know, dealing with depression, uh, dealing with anxiety, things of that nature. Um, mentally I was checked out, uh, but I guess you could say physically, I was still there, uh, still going through the motions, being at practice, still um, uh, um, attending class and doing the best that I could, I could as a scholar. Um, and so the plan after uh, the plan after my um, sophomore year was just to um, tough it out, uh, get my degree um, and try to make them try to make the most of it. However, after my junior year, my coach at the time pulled me into his office and said, uh, you know, Jermaine, um, we have we had expectations of what it meant to bring you here. And um, so far, um, you have not you, you have not met these expectations. And so we are not going to renew your scholarship. Um, at that time, I was I kind of had an idea that it was going to happen, but the way that it was happening uh, it just felt really um, illegal. And so um, 
I was uh, I was in a bit of I was in a it was in shock. I was in denial. Uh, and during that time, I just figured, you know, what, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to appeal it um, and kind of go from there. And so because I was because I, I, I engaged in an appeal process, I didn't really um, take it that serious. I just figured, you know, um, there's no possible way that um, my scholarship can be taken from me in such in such short notice. And so I appealed it. Of course, the appeal process is all in-house. And um, when I brought my case to the, sh- the student regist- registrar, um, all of the um, board members who would be overseeing this appeal process went on vacation. And so um, that was about May. June came, July came. Now we're in August and um, I still haven't heard back from them. Finally, around August 20th, I get a phone call from phone call from one of the board members um, basically saying, yes, we finally met regarding your your case this morning. And we are going and we decided to uphold the coach's decision to not renew your skill, your scholarship. However, um, they gave me the option of uh, taking out um, a boatload of loans to stay at a school that nobody has ever heard of. And so I declined um, and just kind of um, left it at that. Um, I was I had three years of uh, college education uh, under my belt. And um, I just figured, you know, um, it, it would be silly to let it let it go, go to waste. So I applied to Rutgers University Um all of the late registration deadlines had passed. Uh, financial aid deadlines had passed. Um, all of every deadline that you could possibly think of passed. Uh, but I still applied and um, I actually got accepted to the school. Um, I was in-state student um, and they um, there was space for me. So I got accepted to the school Um and I signed up for classes, went to orientation. However, uh, I didn't have the money to pay for tuition. Um, at that point in time, um, the financial aid deadlines had passed. And so um, the forms and all of the information that would have needed to be submitted so that the money would be there uh, before the semester start had not yet been submitted. And so I... I I did the best that I could. I submitted all the information that I that I that I had uh, as quickly as I could. Um, but as the time was winding down, I still did not have any uh, funds or money um, to take care of tuition. And so, what I thought I could do was take out an emergency loan just in case uh, when the date came for them to finally have their. Uh, tuition money, um, if I didn't have my financial aid money, I would use the emergency loan to pay for it. So the date came and, um, or, or, or the week came for the deadline and uh, financial, the school's finance department called me and said, Hey, Jermaine, you know, we see here on record that you have not paid your tuition yet. Um, and they let me know if you don't pay your tuition by such and such a time, uh, we are going to unfortunately have to drop you from your classes. Um, at that point, I said, hey, you know, 
Um, I'm waiting for my financial aid to come in, but you know, if that doesn't come, it's all right. I took out an emergency loan. And the person on the phone was saying, said, you know, wait, what? You did, you did what? And I said, I took out an emergency loan to pay for <laughs> my tuition because to me, this was an emergency. Um, and they said, well, the emergency loan uh, program is for students who are in an emergency, a life or, death, life or death situation. They need to attend a funeral or some kind of dire um, life crisis you know, um, situation. And so you wanting to use this money to pay for tuition uh, does not apply. And they said, um, you know, I know you mentioned financial aid, um, so I'm going to check your financial aid. But if it's not here, uh, I'm going to drop you from your classes today. And so in that moment, I was just like, well, this is it. Um, I guess, you know, uh, I thought or assumed I would be able to be able to graduate from college uh, and earn my degree. Um, but it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like this is going to happen. So I'm just going to start selling drugs. Um, I, that's kind of where my mind was. I, I knew people. And so um, my perspective was, well, my life is over. Um and I'm not going to sit around and be a bum. I'm just, I'm going to try to make something happen. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm just going to have to do something. And so that's where my mind went. I'm just going to start selling drugs. And so while this lady had me on hold, I was praying, but also accepting the feet kind of like, well, you know, God, if this is what you want to happen, if this is what you want to do, you know, I guess I'll just play with the cards that I'm, that, that was dealt to me. And, um, the finally, the lady finally comes back from hold and she says, you know, Jermaine, today is your lucky day. Um, we don't have your financial aid money, but we can see it being subtracted from uh, an allotted amount uh, given to us by the government. And so while the financial aid uh, was not in this, uh, not on my account, um, the the person who I was talking to on the phone could see that an amount was subtracted um, from their allotted amount. And so my financial aid <laughs> wasn't even on its way. It was on its way of being on its way. And so with that, the lady decided to um, keep me uh, registered for my classes. Uh, a few few days later, the financial aid, the financial aid money showed up in my account and I was able to attend Rutgers uh, uh, fall of 2011 and then I was able to graduate two years later uh, in 2013 with my degree in uh, communication uh, with a concentration in journalism and media studies um, but uh, getting to the miracle side of this thing um, Dr. Matthew Stevenson is, uh, is my pastor I, I attend All Nations Worship Assembly in New York um, where Apostle, Apostle Dr. Matthew Stevenson is the pastor. And he touched on this uh, dynamic um, a few days ago. Uh, he was talking about it on social media. And he essentially has said, essentially has said, he essentially said, mercy precedes miracles. Mercy precedes miracles. In that moment, 2011, where I'm in, in my, in my car, um, thinking about what I'm going to do with my life as a result of not 
being able to pay for my college tuition and having to drop out. Mercy um, intervened um, and a miracle um, followed thereafter. And so um, what I want to a point that I want to drive home in as we go over the, the dynamics of, of miracles and as we talk about, you know, uh, where it is. Uh, found in the Bible and different testimonies that I've that I've experienced over the years, I want to drive home this fact that um, because we are all flawed and we all have our imperfections, uh, none of us are deserving of a miracle. None of us, none of us, not one of us, um, is deserving of God. Um, changing changing the natural course of a thing um, so that we um, could be blessed by it or so that we could benefit from it we none of us deserve a miracle however uh, God the God we serve is merciful um, the God we serve delights in showing mercy and so with that um, being a part of his nature through his mercy, we can experience miracles. I would even take it a step further and say, through his mercy, we can expect miracles um, because this dynamic of mercy is not something that is that is earned. This dynamic of mercy is not something that uh, we can um, uh, garner for ourselves or justify for ourselves. It is it is through him and by his choice alone that we are recipients of his mercy. And therefore, um, we can um, look forward or look to him to um, usher or we can look forward. We can we can look forward to him. We can look forward. We can expect we can um, rely on God to be the miracle worker. We can rely on God to do the miraculous. Um, and of, of course, uh, this is all within his will and his plan for our lives. And so in the event that it is not his will and it is not his plan um, that uh, something miraculous takes place in our lives, then we then we have to accept the fact that what he has planned for us is far greater than a, a miracle in that moment. It's a hard truth. Uh, it is not something that is promoted or... Uh, amplified or or shouted from the mountaintops in terms of you know what this walk with Christ looks like what this walk with God feels like but essentially um, we serve a, a miracle working God um, and this miracle working God uh, allows us to experience um, and, and 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 be a part of miracles by way of his mercy and in the event that uh, we are expecting um, the miraculous and the miraculous does not uh, show up or we are expecting the miraculous and the miraculous does not happen. Um, we, 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 we have to come to a place where we acknowledge or understand that what God is doing and what God has planned is far greater than a miracle in that moment uh, because he's a good God. He's a good father. And so yeah, I don't. I, I I'm grateful um, for God um, sending sending that miracle my way uh, on that day that I needed it. Um, 
And I don't, I don't, maybe, you know, maybe there are some of you out there who have the same, the same testimony, similar testimony where you needed uh, a process that was completely out of your hands to be expedited um, in that very moment, in a Kairos moment. Uh, Maybe some of you have that testimony. Um, You can uh, put it in the comments if you would like. Uh, But for myself, that was the first time I've ever experienced something like that. Uh, And it was indeed miraculous because, oh, it could have it could have went a million and one ways. Um, And and to be honest, uh, I wouldn't even be I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if if it had uh, gone (laughs) Um, uh, the million and one ways that could have went. But I'm grateful. I am. I'm blessed. I am um, appreciative. I am um, in awe of um, the the miraculous of God and his mercy that facilitates it. This has been um, uh, very transparent and uh, deep look into my life um, as it pertains to miracles and I, I, I do truly um, look forward to sharing even more. Um, so with that being said, um, I will catch you next time on the next episode of the Core Values Podcast. All right, you be blessed.